0: Welcome to On Thursdays We Thrive podcast. We are licensed therapists here on Long Island, New York.
1: Our goal is to provide tools and resources to anyone considering starting therapy and to fight the stigma of mental health through a millennial lens. Even though we are licensed therapists, our
0: podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not a replacement for
1: individual psychotherapy. To book a session with us, head on down to longislandteletherapy.com. So have a seed and get ready to thrive, learn, explore, and grow with us. Welcome back to another episode of On Thursdays We Thrive. I'm Sam, and I'm Liana. And today we're going to be introducing the topic of manifestation, which we haven't done yet. So we're so excited to do this. And today we're bringing on a very special guest to me, as she's been an old workout friend of mine over the years. Her name is Beth Miller. She's an L. So Beth is a licensed clinical social worker. She's a certified life coach, energy healer, spiritual counselor, and meditation teacher. She's the owner and clinical director of Positive Energy Holistic Counseling Institute. She and her team of therapists use the breakthrough therapy model, advanced holistic counseling. So welcome Beth.
2: Welcome Beth. Thank you so much. I'm extremely excited to be here with you guys, and it's awesome to see the great work that you guys are doing, so I love to be a part of it in any way.
1: We're so excited to have you on here.
0: But before we get into it, all the things manifestation, we're going to get into our Glows and Grows, so just a reminder, Glow is something that's going really well for us and that we're happy about. And then grow is something that we're continuously working on as we're always continuously working on things, of course. So I guess I will go first. And so my glow is that a couple weeks ago, and I think I shared it on a previous episode, I ended up presenting at Northport high school, which went really well. I was like, definitely nervous because it was, you know, it was like a hundred students And of course like teenage kids, like probably couldn't care less. So it was, it was nerve wracking and it was really cool to flex that muscle because they do this Mm -hmm. really cool wellness week. And so I presented on coping skills and stress and anxiety, and it was just cool to do something that I probably wouldn't have done a couple of years ago because I was so nervous. So that, um, it was a really good feeling. And, um, My grow is kind of getting back to the basics of maintaining positive habits. So something even just as basic as like making sure I'm drinking enough water um, because I can just like kind of go throughout the day and not realize that I'm not drinking as much as that makes me feel good. So I downloaded this app that my friend told me about also called Trello that also helps you organize all your tasks. And I'm a very visual person yeah. where I like to see, Sam, you should, yeah, you should. Download. I know. I was like,
1: oh,
0: <laughs> and, um, and it really helps me without having so many like written to do lists because I'm a big list person. Oh, so nice. I, it's really helped me. Um, so just kind of implementing more of
1: like a helpful strategy and getting things done. I love that you did that. I I downloaded all these apps like over the weekend of like to help me with time management. And then all of a sudden I forgot to, you know, delete the free trial. And I was like, why am I like paying $70? And I was like, oh, and I, so I didn't even use it. So hopefully that app is really good. But yeah, just getting back to the basics of things is so helpful. And sometimes we think we need so much more, but like we need all this caffeine. We have to I have to lose all this weight. I have to do whatever it is, but really it's simply like basics of, I need more water and sleep. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And it's free, the awesome. app. So don't worry about paying
0: anything. Oh God.
2: So, yeah. So Beth, what is your glow and grow? So my, um, my glow is that at Positive Energy Counseling, we just launched our holistic institute and we uh, created our, um, the date for our open house, which is June 15th, for people to learn about becoming certified advanced holistic counselors. So that was like a long time in the making and it's just very exciting to get on board and to have an open house where people can come to learn more about it. Um, that's my incredible. Grow. I love like the grow piece because right now I am trying to hire a holistic events program coordinator somebody that's mm-hmm. going to manage all of our holistic events mm-hmm. and um, I find hiring something that I'm always trying to learn more about how to do it great mm-hmm. so that I make great decisions for the whole team and for the process and so I, um, that's my grow is to be kind of getting better and better at that all the time.
0: Wow. That's yeah. so exciting that you're launching this Institute. I mean, that perked my ears up because it's something yeah. I, I always love continuously learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so exciting for us, like as clinicians to continue to learn and, and have a, like a credential to really back it up. So that's amazing. Congrats. Thank Congratulations! you. And, you know, here,
2: out here on Long Island, we really don't we don't have, you know, psychotherapeutic institutes. We They mm-hmm. do have those in the city where people can really get clinical supervision. They can really uh, become, you know, gain mastery in their craft. They can be supported in a community. We don't have that out here. So yes. I'm just super psyched to be doing it and also around this model, so.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Me too. Awesome. Awesome, good stuff. Sam, what so, is your grow? My glow is that I tried kava. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but kava is like a plant and I'm not totally educated on everything about it, but it's like a plant and it gives like this calming mm-hmm. aroma and it's not a drug. I was able to be like very calm and mm-hmm. just enjoy um just the weekend and not have to overthink about the things I have to do in the upcoming weeks. I was able Mm. to like finally relax and not just have to go to a bunch of events. Like I was just able to like be present and sometimes we need, you know, calming things to help us do that.
0: That's, that's so interesting. You were telling me about that. And I, I remember having a tea that was like a kava tea and, and it's cool that they made something out of it because mm-hmm. I mean, especially as someone who doesn't drink, it's like, it's hard to find like sometimes like that type of atmosphere when there's not alcohol all over. So that is really cool for people who like, just don't choose not to drink or sober and, and just like to hang out.
1: Yeah. It was very cool. I didn't expect it to be like that. Um, and my grow is that I'm overall just working on better managing my time. Like I said, I was like downloading apps and like trying to figure that out. And my stress and just dealing with changes of being an adult, (laughs) you know, like getting charged for things that I didn't realize, not even just the apps, but like just certain tax things and just kind of like learning the ways of it. And I think in general that just those changes can be stressful for people to adjust because any change and adjustment is you know, not always easy. So that's just something I'm growing through. That's
0: very that's relatable awesome. and with like the adulting. And like, even when I got a new car and I had to switch over car insurances right. and learn about the different coverages, I'm like, can you speak to me like a, like a, like a child? Because I don't know what yeah. any of this means. Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's like having to really learn all this stuff and do it on our own. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs>
1: It's like, my dad's like, this is life. I'm like, I know, but it's not my life yet. I just, (laughs) I wasn't aware of this. So,
0: all righty. So when we come back, we're going to get into manifestation. How do we manifest things, change our mindsets, get good outcomes. So we're excited to learn more.
3: Hi, my name is Gordon Gooding. I'm the founder and director of the Gooding Wellness Group we are a group of mental health providers that offer individual and family counseling here on Long Island. I wanted to come on to talk briefly about how excited we are to be partnering with Leanna and Sam on this amazing podcast on Thursdays We Thrive. The podcast goals of talking about mental health and breaking down the stigmas of asking for help are a shared passion for each of us. Our team at Gooding Wellness provides counseling for all ages with a special emphasis on supporting families. We're available for in-person sessions here in Cold Spring Harbor, New York, We also offer virtual sessions throughout New York State through our Long Island Teletherapy service. To find out more, you can reach us at goodingwellness.com or at longislandteletherapy.com or by calling us at 631-351-2940. Remember, there's nothing you need to face alone. Until then, keep listening, be deliberate with your mental health, and keep thriving.
1: So Beth, tell us a little bit about how you started getting into more of a holistic approach to therapy.
2: Okay, Okay, so um, about the first seven to 10 years of my psychotherapy career, I worked almost exclusively in trauma and um, in, in severe trauma. So I was working with adults that were sexually abused as children or teens and adults that were raped or sexually assaulted. And so what what that really means is that you're, you know, working all day, every day with post-traumatic stress disorder, severe anxiety, debilitating depression, self-harm, suicide, eating disorders, addictions, um, and a lot of personality disorders, especially borderline personality disorder. Um, And so, as we were going along and doing our work uh, and using a lot of traditional psychotherapies like CBT, but even also using really a cutting edge therapy at the time, which was dialectical behavioral therapy, which I was a DBT therapist and also uh, ran the groups for that, um, I, I was sort of very aware that there were beliefs, experiences, the impact of experiences that we could not get at Mm. through traditional psychotherapy. We could not access just with thought. We couldn't change what seemed to be like almost in the cellular DNA or sort of embedded into the person in some way that we just couldn't change and get at. That was stuff that was sort of intractable. And so uh, I had an incredible clinical supervisor, uh, which is really why I believe so strongly and passionately in great clinical supervision, why you know, it's inc- really important that that's a part of the team that, uh, that, that I lead at Positive Energy and also part of the Institute as well. Um, and my clinical supervisor, and myself were both really uh, passionate and interested in trying to figure out like what else is there we were already using dbt Mm -hmm. we were already using a ton of psychotherapies what else is there and so that really led me on you know like really a 20 25 year um search that will never stop because i'll always be adding to my tool bag of what can help people that have either severe trauma or really challenging life experiences to be able to actually shift into thriving? Because if it can work for them, then it can work for the average Joe too. Right. And so um, as I was on that search for the what else, it really means that I became educated and trained in like all the things like like I just wanted to know all the things, everything I could know, everything I could practice, everything I could experiment with. So I became trained in EMDR, EFT, uh, which is emotional freedom techniques uh, were also called tapping, Mm -hmm. uh, meditation, mindfulness, tons of different types of energy work, spiritual concepts, quantum physics, neurobiology. Manifesting, exercise science, um, nutritional um, therapies, somatic work, and I also uh, got a um, a, a life coaching certification that was like a one-year-long intensive program, intuition, psychic development. So it was by sort of engaging in all of these tools and learning about them and experimenting them first and foremost on myself, and then also using them with my clients, that I experienced that my clients responded really well to this combination of traditional therapy, plus all of these things. And I was really sort of culling and trying to cultivate, like, what are the best ones out of all of this stuff that I've been learning and practicing? Um, So as they were transforming and, and, and shifting, I was having my own parallel process. So, you know, as the therapists, we're always having that Mm-hmm. parallel process with our clients. Sometimes it's even bizarre how we're going through something really similar or just went yeah. through something similar totally. that our clients are. It is mind-blowing, right? And in that process, um, I, was, I was in my late 20s and uh, at the time when I started really learning and practicing more about manifestation. And um, I felt like I was doing all the right things. I felt like I was like following the, the right script of what should be creating a certain amount of happiness or success. Um, but it wasn't, I, I didn't, I felt like there was, I couldn't get out of my own way. I felt like there were things that just weren't working and I couldn't understand. I felt like I was pushing a rock up a hill sometimes mm. and I couldn't get into the groove of what I really wanted. And I was even working 90 hours a week, but really had no money. I mean, it was mm. just sort of like a bizarre experience. And that's where, when I started learning more about manifesting and how to use my energy correctly, Mm -hmm. that was a game changer for me because I really helped me to level up my life in a different way. And that has been a part of my life ever since. And since I'm like absolutely ancient now, it's been many years now of getting to practice with that. And also to teach my clients that.
1: I just think that's so incredible that, um, you know, after you say, I'm saying it for all these years, you're not ancient, but just being in the practice that you're still so thirsty for knowledge in this way. And like Liana and I feel that way. And we just started out. So it's really hopeful, giving us Mm -hmm. hope in that way, but you are so passionate. And these are the people that we need in the field, that you really incorporated all different aspects of it in order to create your own. And you didn't just stop at what was there already. Mm -hmm. You were like, oh, well like it must work that it's already there. And I'll just use that you went deeper. And that's really incredible and inspiring.
0: And we all need to learn. Like we all need to keep learning. Like as you were sharing about all the things that you were getting into, it was like exciting to me because it's like, like you said, Sam, like not settling and trying to find more. And then then seeing that what we were doing wasn't working. So I feel like we all kind of have this, when I think of manifesting, I think of like, I don't know, like I'm going to manifest, I'm going to get this job. So I'm going to work yeah. as like, I'm going to get that. I don't, so for our listeners and myself too,
2: what exactly is manifesting? Okay. that That's, that's great because it's like really important to be in the fundamentals, right? So yeah. So manifesting, first and foremost, is really essentially means to to create or to attract something into your reality that you would that you would like, let's say, technically would like to have. So one of the number one things to be aware of with manifesting is that you're always manifesting. You're never not manifesting. So sometimes people will be like, well, I started manifesting recently, and that's really a misnomer. You're always manifesting. It's just that a lot of the times you're manifesting what you don't want. Mm -hmm. And you're manifesting unconsciously. So the trick is to become intentional and conscious about manifesting versus unconscious of it. But you're always emitting energy and you're always connecting with the sea of energy that's around you. So you're always manifesting no matter what. It's just about whether you become incredibly conscious about what that energy is that you are emitting, right? Mm -hmm. So that's like a sort of like a very big piece of it. Um, and then recognizing that you can't stop manifesting. Well, maybe if you're dead, but I still believe your energy is probably still doing lots of manifesting. Anyway, you're it's built into you because that you are made of energy and mm-hmm. you live in a, and every, every part of you is really just energy that's vibrating and you're living in a world that is entirely made of energy and a universe that's entirely made of energy. So everything is always evolving, transforming and expanding, whether we're talking about nature, animals or human beings. This is the reason why also, you might notice that you might achieve a goal and then you wanna achieve the next goal, right? Just like the same way that an animal will evolve and then evolve again, we're built to constantly expand and transform. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's in us. The trick here is actually to not become actually disheartened or upset when we want a new thing. Instead, and well, we could talk about that later, but instead of getting hooked on lack of that we don't, we have an idea, then we want to create something new. We, we really need to stay kind of excited about the fact that we're always going to want to create new things mm. instead of kind of getting jammed up in, oh, I want to create this new thing. And now I'm upset that it's not here already.
0: That like, it's normal that we want to create this new thing. And, and also it's like the power of perception of like. I can look at it and think, oh, I I don't have that thing. Or I can think, how can I get there? Right.
2: That's right. And to recognize, like, sort of you were talking about the lists that you always have. So I I live by lists. I always have lists. I have many, many things written down. And um, I could look at that list and be like, oh, I'll feel better when I get the whole thing done. Right. That's never going to happen. I've never once not gotten the whole thing done and not created a new one. yeah Yeah. good point (laughs) you get it done and then you create a new one and some of those things are like have to's but a lot of them are get to's I get to I want to I want to create the institute is that a ton of work and effort yes but I can't I'm not going to not do it because of that so how do I want to feel along the way Mm-hmm. You know, how do I want to feel as I'm always creating new things and the same thing for anybody else? How do we want to feel as we want to create new things? Do we want to be upset that it, that it's not here yet or that we didn't, that it, it takes work or it creates expansion or it's a little bit stressful sometimes? Or do we want to be in a state of excitement about the fact that we always are creating new stuff?
1: That's so interesting just to hear that you say like, we're always manifesting and we're always doing these things. And it's like Liana was saying, it's our perception. And there's a lot of just like theories around or ideas of how manifesting works, or if it's magic, if you have to be born intuitive to do it, you have to really think about it and like focus on a specific Mm -hmm. point. So are we able to really like truly manifest things that we want and how do we do that?
0: Yeah, okay. Like so if I want a red, red, red car, red do I get a red car?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, do I picture myself driving it and then it happens?
2: Somebody <laughs> saw The Secret, I think. Did you see The Secret? Because that actually, no. have you ever seen? No. Okay, so anybody that <laughs> wants to learn a little bit more about manifesting, I suggest you either watch the DVD, The Secret, which is like a little corny, but still gets the the concepts across or read the book, The Secret, and also maybe read Ask and it is given. These are like a couple of like good fundamental books to be reading. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit about how manifesting of the law of attraction works. Mm-hmm. Um, this is manifesting is a term that has really now come to be associated associated with the law of attraction, and it implies that we somehow have somehow have the power to use our energy in order to be able to create or to attract to bring things to us. So to really kind of understand this concept, we have to first acknowledge one, that we are entirely made out of energy. And then two, that we are living in a sea of energy. We have to just like be clear about that, even though we cannot see it. And, you know, we can't necessarily see that energy vibrating at the Mm -hmm. tiniest quark or atom level. And, um, and, Uh, that this our energy and the sea of energy is constantly communicating or interrelating all of the time. Those are scientific facts. That's not like a woo woo concept that just comes from from manifesting. So our thoughts and our emotions and our physical bodies all have an energetic charge or a vibration. Our thoughts, our feelings, our physical bodies have an energetic charge or a vibration. And that energetic vibration is communicating with the sea of energy around you. OK, mm-hmm. so that's just sort of like a fundamental. So let me give you like a little example of something that uh, an experiment that I did on myself that can help you like understand that interrelation. OK, so um, I had been thinking about how I knew this woman, this friend of mine who her husband would always bring her a cup of coffee in the morning when she woke up. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I also learned that she, her mother who used to do that when she was in high school would bring her a cup of coffee. So I thought to myself, like, I want that. I want somebody to bring me a cup of coffee in the morning when I wake up. So I said like, this is a great experiment I'm going to, I'm going to play with it. So now here's the thing. I've been married for uh, 14 years and I've been uh, with my husband for about 17. Um, and he is a wonderful, amazing human being who has so many incredible qualities, but bringing me a cup of coffee in the morning is not part of the repertoire of our relationship. Like it's, it's not, that's not part of our programming mm-hmm. or our pattern at all. And so that's what makes it even more fun. So yeah. have to use this as the experiment. So what I did was uh, when I would wake up in the morning, I would lay in bed for about two to three minutes. And I would imagine a cup of coffee being brought to me in the morning and I would really engage my senses in it. So I'd imagine like the cup of coffee like coming into my room, I would imagine smelling it. I would imagine then tasting and how good it tasted. And I would like really get into it for like two to three minutes in my imagination. Okay, like bring all my senses into it. After it was like a week and a half or two weeks, it was a weekend, I slept a teeny bit later that morning. I hear the clinking of a coffee cup on the stairs. My husband's walking up the stairs and in he walks into my room with a seeming hot cup of coffee and places it on my nightstand.
0: Oh my God. Did you pass out? (laughs)
2: True story. So, so, so I was just like, thank you so much. This is amazing. I reinforced how much I loved it. So yeah. hopefully you would do it again. And for me, this was like, he walks out of the room and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Now I play with manifesting all the time, but it was just such a great example. I never talked to him about this. I didn't tell him I was doing this experiment. I, ne- I wasn't dropping hints. Like sure. was somebody would bring me a yeah, couple. Yeah. That's important to nothing, add though. Because- no mention nothing. Zero. Just Didn't all- mention anything about it. It was just in my mind, laying in bed for two to three minutes, visualizing it, and then the coffee cup of coffee appeared a week and a half later, mm. two weeks later, possibly.
1: So, right, but you like had to feel it, imagine, like you engaged all your senses. It seems like, mm-hmm. like That's you exactly were like, right. I'm tasting it. I'm in, like, imagining myself actually there, and you like became connected with yourself. That's correct. So, like,
2: it's kind of helpful for us to realize that there is. Nothing that ever, that we ever create that doesn't first begin in our imagination. Hmm. Your imagination is the workshop of your mind. It's like Santa's workshop. Every single thing that you have ever done or created or has come from you starts here first, right? So um, all beings have superpowers every single being has its own cool superpower. So like monkeys have tails where they can swing from tree to tree. Ants can carry things that are 20 times the, the weight mm-hmm. of them. Giraffes only need to sleep for 30 minutes a night. Human beings and, and probably some other insects and some other animals have imaginations. And I'm not saying all animals don't have them. I'm just saying I, at, at least well, I know, know that human beings right. for sure do. Our imagination is a, it's like a space. It's a space where we, where we allow ideas pop up and then some of them we focus on more and others of them we let go of. And these, the, the thoughts that come up or the ideas that come up, the more we spend time on them or focus on them, the more they generate an emotional feeling and a physical sensation. Mm-hmm. These ideas can be things that are positive or they could be things that are negative, either one that we focus on the imagination space becomes more of our energy.
0: I can see that because when it's like, if someone is constantly thinking about like all the things that are going wrong in their life, right? Like, Oh, I don't have enough money or like I can't afford anything or like, Oh, my partner's really annoying today. Then like those things are going to become their entire self and probably only look out for all those negative things.
2: Right. That, right. And then
0: it could be the flip side for a positives. If we're looking at like, Oh, my partner did that for me today. Or like, Oh, I, someone paid for my coffee. And then we're totally like manifesting that positive energy within ourselves.
1: That's correct. And what would you say, um, as you say, you know, in a I know this could be a whole episode in itself, but I have some clients who um, I work with that have OCD. So a lot of the fear is, well, if we can manifest something negative, uh, positive, then we can do it negative. So the thought of, I'm going to crash my car. I'm going to kill someone when they've never done something before, but giving the thought, the power to do that. So what would you say very very
2: very super super common concern so the common concern is like once people are empowered to realize that what they're focusing on then creates an energy between their thoughts their feelings and their physical body that then is interrelating with that sea of energy around us once they realize that that the power that's there and the excitement about what's there can also become the challenge like oh my gosh I had a really negative thought about my sister in law, something bad going to happen to her? And the answer is, in general, no, because we're talking about focus. So, where we have thoughts that are constantly crossing our mind, that if we don't put a tremendous amount of focus on it, we just let them pass. So it's about focusing over and over again on things. Mm -hmm. And uh, you notice for me, I did a week and a half to two weeks of this three minute meditation, right? Right. That was a constant focus. That was really dedicated practice. So for those folks with OCD, besides maybe having all of the other interventions that are required for them, that, you know, just pivoting. Every time we pivot a thought or we neutralize a thought, even like the expression cancel that is a way of interrupting a thought and which then also is interrupting the energy. So I always like just the thought, like, you know, when people are like, oh yeah, with my luck, I'll probably be late for the concert, you know, like, and then if they just go cancel that, Right. It's just it's just a fun little tool, just interrupting, noticing, mm-hmm. observing the thought that they've had and then interrupting it.
1: Right. Yes. And it seems like you really had to sit there and engage all your senses. And part of the um, treatment with OCD is triggering yourself and like not just distracting ourselves and like sitting with the thoughts. So I can see how that's confusing, but it seems like from what you're saying, you really like you force yourself to meditate on it and really get into it now would you say that people in order to manifest that they have to be religious believe in faith like spirituality no so before you brought up
2: like do the people have to be intuitive and also do people is this like a spiritual concept is a religious concept no you don't you don't have to uh have any spiritual or religious beliefs Either way, again, you're manifesting. So mm-hmm. Either either way, you're manifesting all the time. You're constantly having an energy. You're constantly creating. You're con- you're creating consciously and unconsciously, which I think is something we should chat about for a couple of minutes, um, because mm-hmm. your unconscious energy is also uh, creating, not just the conscious stuff. Um, this is where therapists really get to come into play with how we help people to become clearer about what they are creating consciously and unconsciously. Um, And uh, so it doesn't require any intuitive skills. It doesn't require any religious or spiritual skills. You do see that there's an interrelationship between, I would say what I'm going to call sort of modern spirituality and things like manifesting, because they're both Energy base. They're both really believing in a larger, intelligent, creative universe that we are a part of, that we uh, can recognize that our role here is to be creators and that how can we use that to our advantage to create for the positive or the good in our lives versus misusing our power by focusing on what we don't want. So like Mm -hmm. a misuse of our superpower is to be hooked in on what we don't want instead of what we do want. It's like, we have this incredible, what I keep calling this superpower. How can we actually use it to our advantage versus like kind of wasting or using it against ourselves by accident?
0: That makes a lot of sense sense because it's like, we all have the power to manifest. And like, if I get sucked into the suck. It's like, I can really get into like that spiral, but like seeing we have this whole other side where we can use it in like a positive, great way.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, 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 that's right. And then of course we feel more empowered and we feel more powerful being in, in the middle of our own lives, right? So it's like, so there's mechanics about how to do this that we can go through if you guys wanna talk about like, well, how do, you, how do you actually go about doing some of this stuff? So um, I mentioned the book, Ask and It Is Given before, uh, which is written by uh, co-authors called Abraham Hicks. And um, it's got a lot of like really cool exercises that you can use in order to help you to stay focused on what you want and to elevate your emotions when you're kind of getting off track. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's, there in asking and It Is Given, there's three part process that we can kind of uh, focus on. It, it's ask, answer, and allow okay Mm. so ask answer and allow and they both have like some drop down menus so the asking is about getting very conscious about what it is that you want and getting clear about that and honest with yourself so like to your the point where you guys were talking about um attachment styles Mm -hmm. anxious folks with an anxious attachment style sometimes are um, not honest with themselves about how much connection that they really want and need. Mm -hmm. Right. So they pretend that they don't need it. And then once they're in the relationship, then like they start really needing it. And then of course, at that point, they've already attracted an avoidant person and it becomes really tricky because that's not true. They, they, they really actually need much more connection so getting honest about what we really want and being clear about it with ourselves is a significant part about asking correctly. And then we can also ask by re- revisiting it a lot, making a vision statement, making a vision board, having ways of reading the vision statement every day, having ways of connecting in with what it is that we want. Remember, I, I every day for two to three minutes, I thought specifically about wanting that cup of coffee and that cup of coffee coming into my room right right the second piece of asking is to really use our focus to focus intentionally on what we want and not on what we don't want so you'll notice i didn't lay in bed and think like fred what a jerk he never brings me coffee i've i he ne- he's never once done that in 17 years instead i'm like oh, he's going to bring me a cup of coffee it's going to feel yeah. so good so the focus is on what i wanted not what i don't want and that's huge because you can notice you'll notice now this week if you have you don't already notice this how frequently you focus on what you don't want instead oh, of yes. on what you do right it's amazing and then another part here is in the asking is to learn how to clear out your unconscious beliefs and blocks to what you what you're asking for because we have a lot of unconscious beliefs and blocks that are shaping what we're asking for because mm-hmm. we've never really gotten clear about what we want and then also taking action. When you take action, it's the same as asking because it has energy. So that's that's some of the asking part, Mm -hmm. okay? The second piece is allowing, this is basically not your job. This is the universe's job. The universe is busy doing that thing it does with the alchemy of chemistry and and with, with how energy works, right? So we don't really even have to know that much about what's happening behind the scenes or even understand it we don't have to understand it any more than we understand that when we plant a a seed for a carrot that we don't we're not like how do carrots grow how does it happen how do the nutrients and the water and the sun all come together what does it look like when the cell of every carrot starts to grow we don't really need to know all of those details Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to know that it's happening
1: right Mm.
2: right um, and so in the answering, this is where the parts that you guys were asking me about trust come into play, mm-hmm. because th- this is the place where we have to engage in a lot of trust. We just asked, and now we have to get into all this trust, right? So getting into trust means the same is it's understanding that there's a gestational period for everything, what you might call divine timing, So when we put the seed in the ground and then we say, okay, well, this carrot's going to take four months. We don't every day pull up the seed and say like, how's it going in there? Are you growing? Is this working? Is this working? We just nurture it and give it the energy and we allow it. Right. So we also are trusting in the mystery and the intelligence of the universe. And we also are trusting in the timing of things.
0: And I'm also hearing like recognizing what we don't have control on. Like we don't have control over the carrot. um, growing or how it grows. Like, like you said, like, I'm not going to waste my energy or like, think I don't really need to think about like the inner workings of it growing. It's kind of like, I'm doing what I have control over and manifesting that energy. And the rest is out of my control, really.
2: Right, and so the things that we have control over is how we water the carrot, how we nurture the carrot, right? So, how we think positively about it, the action steps that we take to create what we want, what our mindset is—you know—all of those pieces. That's our work in the co-creation. Right, and then the the synchronicities or the parts that feed back to us in the universe that we connect up with. That's not kind of—it's not a responsibility. Then the last part is allowing. It, this seems funny. It's like, we should be good at allowing, but we're really not, <laughs> we're not. that good at allowing. No, we're not. Okay. And, and so we have to not push away, push it away when it's been given to us. We can't reject it. We can't force our old patterns onto it so that we keep going back to what we've done in the past. We need to learn how to clear out the unconscious blocks and patterns that would not allow us to allow and you know, I have a phrase for this, which is we have to learn how to raise the bar of happiness. We have to learn how to tolerate happiness and getting what we want.
0: Mm. Like Because sometimes you're saying <clears throat> that people struggle with good things happening.
2: We are used to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to sometimes work hard and this is where a therapist is a great asset to help us to be able to incrementally tolerate getting more and more of what we want versus doing whatever is required for us to go back to where we were. Cause that's right. sometimes we will just keep returning back to the old programming, like which is also to your point why EFT is so helpful with that kind of thing.
1: And I like that you said, you know getting not focusing on our unconscious beliefs and I'm sure that might be a little confusing to some of well, if it's not conscious then how would I know? So how, what is an unconscious thought that we're able to, you know, move away from, to be able to focus on the positive? What's like an example of something like that?
2: Okay. So an example are is that you, because you were talking about relationships and attachment styles Mm -hmm. and um, in your previous episode, an example is that you may sort of consciously be like, I would like to have a relationship and I want it to be like, a, a, a great marriage that um, I feel really committed in, that's a, a conscious cognitive thought, but your unconscious may have a lot of beliefs and thoughts and feelings and defenses about what marriage or commitment or smothering or being overwhelmed or having to show up for somebody else that might be in there that are actually getting in your way and your unconscious makes about 87 to 93% of the choices that you make on a daily basis. So if your unconscious isn't brought to the conscious, then that the, you, you might say you want a relationship, but your behavior will show the truth.
1: Right.
0: Right. Oh my God. That's so true because, and then like you were saying about the importance of therapy, because if we don't work through some of those unconscious things, like I know for me, I'll work with people a lot of times with trauma, like you were talking about or attachment issues and like, I'll see certain patterns, but, but they might say like, Oh, I don't know why I'm not, why isn't this working out? I don't know why like this is happening. And, and we're able to see from a different perspective of like kind of the background or like Mm -hmm. the patterns that have been happening.
2: That's right, and then, so in that, then sometimes we bring the patterns to light and sometimes that's enough, right? People are like, oh, they have a V8 moment and now they can make a change. But other times, just like what we were talking at in the beginning today, that even if the pattern is named and labeled and identified, it's the person seems unable to change the pattern. And that is because it's woven so deeply into their, let's say, their unconscious and into their defenses. So, can I talk about EFT for a minute here? Yeah, how sure. How to use it. Okay. So, so EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques or tapping. Um, can I, for your viewers, can I explain a little bit about what EFT is? Definitely, that's helpful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. EFT was first discovered had many aims before EFT and it it was originally originally called thought field therapy and it was discovered by a therapist who had a client who was afraid of water. She had a deep fear of water and he he was having like no luck with her and he so took her to a pool because he wanted to try exposure therapy to get her closer and closer to the water and see if he could reduce her anxiety. As he was there, she discovered, she explained that she was feeling nausea, uh, nausea, nauseous. And so he knew that the acupuncture point for nausea was right here. So he said, you know what, just tap on this while we're talking about um, mm-hmm. your fear of going into the water. She starts tapping on it. Nausea goes away. She goes in the pool. So now he starts realizing that there's this connection between your energy, which is like your meridians, and then also your thoughts and your feelings and the blocks that you have there. So EFT gets created over time in saying that. EFT is based on ancient Chinese medicine to some degree because it talks about the energy meridians and it's wow. called needle needleless acupuncture. It's tapping on your acupuncture points while talking about an issue for the purpose of being able to clear blocks that are there that you may not even be conscious of and then reprogram in what you want there instead. Okay, it's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, what what. Uh, so let me give you an, an example of how EFT could be used for manifesting. So I was doing like a workshop or a group, an EFT group like an eon ago. And there was a woman there that I did EFT in front of the group um, on her. She was a stranger to me. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that the issue that she wanted to work on is that she wanted to be, she really wanted to have a business, but, and she knew what business it was, but she just felt blocked. She really couldn't move forward on it. And so this was like a dream of hers, but she just was stuck and she would make a little progress and then wouldn't move forward. So it's one of those things where it's like cognitively, you could talk about it all day, but she's just she just is not moving, right? Mm -hmm. So we we do EFT for probably five, 10 minutes. It becomes clear within that time that she has an old block that is causing her to not be able to move forward. As we continue with the EFT, probably another five or 10 minutes, it turns out the block is that when she was, I think eight years old, her parents moved. And so she had to move to a new school district. When she got to this new school district, she was in the lunchroom and a teacher came in and said, has everybody here met our new student?" and called attention to her? Mm -hmm. And she was mortified. Of course, it was like a horrible launch to the beginning of school for her. And it made her not want to be seen and to be invisible. Mm -hmm. This, this memory she remembered but it was never something she would connect with her business the business that she wanted was going to require that she be very seen be very public she was going to have to be out front and she was not consciously aware that she was really afraid of like actually being called out and being seen in front of a large group of people but that's what this new business would require. And so we did EFT on that actual, just on actually reprogramming that event. Wow! So you can see how EFT can find the unconscious things that we would never logically make a connection with.
0: Right. You know, it's so funny. My One of uh, our clinicians at the practice, um, he's my supervisee and he always talks about, he uses EFT with his clients a lot. And like, they love it. And they use it for themselves and they've seen so much progress. And in my head, I'm like, wow, like what's the power in this, right? So like hearing that is, is pretty cool. And like, I want to do more research to see yeah. how I can use that with my clients and really like learn up on that because I think some something so simple, like appearing so simple, but having so much power and seeing how that person was able to connect a past experience that was like an unconscious thought to something that plays a really
2: big role in her life today. That's right. That's right. And it was going to make the difference with whether she was going to be able to move forward into a life dream or whether she was going to keep repeating a pattern without even knowing why.
1: Right. Right. Cause she didn't even know it existed. She's not thinking right. about that time in line or, you know, when the teacher said that, cause it was so long ago. That's That's right. And you would think like, you know,
2: also people dismiss these things. They're like, oh, it's just like no big deal. So it is no big deal to your conscious. It's a big deal to your subconscious. Your subconscious is primitive. It's primal. It's based on defenses. The only thing that your subconscious is thinking about is how do I need to help Liana or Beth or Sam survive emotionally, physically, and mentally? period. It doesn't Mm -hmm. care about your progress going forward in life. It doesn't care about your spiritual development. It doesn't care about whether you make a lot of money. It just wants to make sure those things are happening. So it's entirely based around survival of those areas of your life. So that standing up in front of a group was for her an unsafe experience. So the subconscious then logs that as, oh, standing up and being noticed by groups of people is a very uncomfortable thing, you should not do that again. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh my god. It's like one reason I
1: love this stuff. Like just how the brain works. It's like yes. so wild. Um, like it doesn't matter about the outside factors that we feel are our survival. Like we take that as such a priority. The the money, the house, the clothes, the social circle, all these things, the material, any materialistic items outside of that, too. But like you're saying, survival. Like that's, right. that's and I love that line of, it's not important to our conscious. It's important to our subconscious. And that's what we don't pay attention to.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and, it's, and in, in that unconscious uh, part of us or less conscious part of us is so much programming. Yeah. And this is why, you know, the traditional therapies that do get at some of those things in their own way. So, I mean, I think traditional psychotherapy is actually essential. And I, I think all of those tools are magnificent and required but then if we also pair it with the other ones that really can kind of get at the places that those don't and and use those to our best advantage in a hybrid that has a lot of finesse and a lot of fluidity and like and the ability to be able to do those together then i think we we not only have kind of a home run more for ourselves because we ourselves as therapists, we transform. You know, one of the things that I really enjoy is when teaching therapists, the advanced holistic counseling model, you know, the therapists that have come through my practice over the years, they transform the administrative assistants, transform the marketing people, because, because we all would attend meetings and trainings Mm -hmm. together and use some of the tools. And so People would you know have we would use the process and walk the talk each one of us using the tools. and then their lives are shifting so dramatically. And then of course then they can teach that and mm-hmm. talk to yeah. their clients about it yeah. in such a real and experiential way. Yeah and say Here, here's what works, here's what doesn't work, here's what's a challenge. And so they, they're yeah. their own living proof, they have buy-in mm-hmm. and they also can see how things work. And then be able to also communicate that to clients, which then also get the same impact. So it's almost like the ripple in the pond just kind of keeps going. It's so
1: important that you say that, that they have buy-in and Mm -hmm. I say it, or I came to that conclusion kind of almost recently, actually, that if I wasn't passionate about something, it was so evident in my session. So I needed to take my own advice and I needed to do, make certain moves and steps and, Uh, challenge myself and do things. So then I could be that person for my clients. And so I think that's so important. I love that even the administrative staff is included because that Mm -hmm. really shows up and people don't understand how important it is for the receptionist, anyone to be so present. And that's the first person that they see when they come in. So I think that's amazing. So with all that being said, you know, what are some first steps for people that you can kind of identify if they wanted to start manifesting.
2: Okay, so there's like a sort of a quick, um, like a a quick list that they Mm -hmm. can follow. So one of them is, to uh, get clear about something that you want to create and that you mm-hmm. want to start putting more focus on. So just the one thing in your life that you would like to start doing that with. And so, you know, that's going to be a part of your, your asking. And then uh, a second thing to do is to create some kind of ritual that you could do to keep focus on it. So whether that be writing a little vision statement or doing like that little visualization, like I was talking about, there was two to three minutes a day where you're just focus on focusing on experiencing it or imagining that you already have it. Imagine that cup of coffee coming into the room, smell it, feel it, um, it you know, feel so much joy about it. Um, then also take action. So what are the things that you can do in order to be able to start engaging and creating what you want? And as you are getting feedback from the world, even if it's the tiniest way, some kind of little synchronicity or something for you to feel grateful for, pay attention to it. Like, oh, that's so cool. Like, my friend mentioned the book that I was thinking about, oh gosh, I love that and pay attention to it with at least as much vigor as you pay attention to all of the negative things that you put yeah. your mind on. Yeah, right um, and then um, and, and then you we also you really do need to some kind of process of helping yourself to move. The old programming out of the way, and so that you can allow these new things in, into your life, um, and then make sure you're celebrating constantly. So as the as things are happening, as you're getting what you want, put a lot of attention on the celebration of it. Uh, it turns out that you know we're we we tend to be highly focused on the outcome versus the journey, and there's that proverbial. <laughs> phrase you know, like kind of like it's about the journey but you know p- people are like, yeah okay, like I just said thanks for the journey. I really just want to get to what I want to get <laughs> to. But the truth is is that like human beings really do want their hands in the clay of life. They want to shape things. Um, you know, there's a gratification that we get out of like making the piece of pottery versus just be buying the piece of pottery from home goods. Mm-hmm. And if your career or your new clients or the things that you want could just be handed to you, you would not feel nearly the same satisfaction out of knowing that you grew and transformed and expanded to be able to create yeah. it yourself. That, that's, that's the piece for us. So and it turns out also that like, uh, if you ever watch like the Huberman Lab on YouTube, that our Andrew Huberman, part of the research that he's done has said that we get the most amount of dopamine in the pursuit of the goal, not at the achievement of the goal. Mm. So that learning how to sculpt our energy and do the steps and to create things, learning how to attract and also how to grow and expand is actually the thing that is the most rewarding It's not just the outcome that we get, because remember, once we get there, we're going to want to create something new anyway. So really enjoying that expansion. Enjoy being a creator.
1: I love that.
0: I love that, too. I hear a lot of like being deliberate, which is something we always kind of enforce when it comes to just self-care, but being deliberate about each part of the process and being present in the process. And, And I that's yeah, it all kind of comes together. That's so helpful. So thank you so much for that.
2: Yeah, You're welcome. You know, when you talk about magic, it is magic, but the magic makes sense. Mm -hmm. And most of life is magic anyway. So, you know, like it's all kind of magic. It's just that it's magic that we're starting to really be able to harness and say, I can be in much more empowerment in my life if I understand the mechanics of how to do this. And
1: so, and, and anybody can learn. I like that you mentioned, you know, congrat um, celebrating often, and not just taking things as or what I'm hearing a lot of is like not just saying, oh, it's a coincidence that this happened, but mm-hmm. focusing on the synchronicities and really going into it,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: rather than just brushing it off. So all of this was incredibly helpful, and I think that this is such an important episode for people to listen to and such a different perspective on life in general and could be so helpful so and it was helpful for us i know too so Mm -hmm. really thank you so much for sharing it was such
2: it was a lot of fun and a great pleasure to be able to chat with you guys absolutely so
0: when we come back we're actually going to hear more about your services where people can find you and we'll get into a rapid fire question
1: So Beth, tell us about your group practice and the services that you offer and where can we find you? Okay, great. So thank
2: you. So I've been in practice for uh, over 20 years. Um, About five or six years ago, I expanded my practice to have a team of therapists working with me. That's at Positive Energy um, Counseling Center that's in Bayport. Um, And all of the therapists there are trained in the model that I created, Advanced Holistic Counseling. So Advanced Holistic Counseling combines traditional therapy with a ton of holistic modalities and the best of life coaching, energy healing, science, spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, and manifestation too. So we're taking a ton of tools that are holistic and we combine it with traditional therapy. And that's what we offer to our clients. If our clients are not interested in some of those holistic tools, that's perfectly fine. You know, Mm -hmm. We have a huge tool bag because we're always going to be using what and trying and experimenting with what's going to work the best for them. Um, We're very action-oriented therapists. We are um you know very invested in not providing what i would call lazy therapy we don't just ask people how does that make them feel we are there to teach them skills and tools that they can use for a lifetime of creating the happiness and success that they actually really want we see teaching as a significant part of our role also um and so that's what uh we do in the counseling center and then we just launched the institute which is um, training, it will have a wide variety of classes and courses because we always do a lot of teaching, but um, it will be uh, training um, uh, therapists and other mental health counselors in advanced holistic counseling and certifying them in, in that. We have an open house to learn more about that on June 15th. I believe it is from 7 to 8.30 p.m. that I will be leading, where I can teach people about how they can become certified at Advanced Holistic Counseling, um, uh, which is a nine-month immersive program where they will learn all of those holistic tools, including like a deep dive into EFT and being able to use it in an advanced way um, in combination with using traditional psychotherapy.
0: Wow. I'm going to keep that date in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not 50th,
2: ladies. People That's do awesome. have to register for it so they um, they can go to the website and just and register for the open house because I can only fit a certain number of people in that and also a certain number of people in the certification program. Of course. Thank you. Awesome. Yes. I'm
0: excited to learn more and I'm sure
2: our- I'm excited too. I'm excited to to be with all the therapists and to talk about it. Yeah.
1: And I know that you provide some videos on your website. That's so hel- it's such a helpful tool for um, clients and just anyone who wants to check that out so it's positiveenergycounseling.com.
2: no it's positive counseling li.com positive counseling li.com and yeah there's a ton of videos that are there just to be sort of a bridge for clients mm-hmm. in between sessions right. so you know diaphragmatic breathing belly breathing manifesting meditation etc that's great that's
0: great awesome so let's ask i'm gonna ask a rapid fire sam you want to
1: take it away all right, so what is a TV show you still watch from your childhood?
2: Um, well, I do wanna say that not that long ago, I was in Starbucks and I quoted something from The Love Boat and everybody that worked there was like 23 and less and they had no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, what? No, you don't know The Love Boat, what? Um, gosh. I, I actually will tell you that my children watch shows that were around from when I was young. So mm-hmm. I am forced to watch iCarly all the time. I love iCarly. Um, and so I'm just, I'm like immersed in those things. So I am, I'm watching it by default and occasionally I get kind of sucked into the story. Yeah. Not gonna lie.
1: That I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that things are, some things are just oh. still around. Syndication so. is the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Huh. All righty. Well, thank you so much, Beth, for coming on and informing us and informing our listeners. And there's just so much good meat and potatoes here. So um,
2: so yeah, for you're welcome. Your- yeah. It was such a huge pleasure to be with you guys, and I'm really psyched about your mission to be destigmatizing therapy and mental health and also to be really speaking to people in your generation about how you know they can access all the tools that you guys are interested in so you know good luck on your mission and you guys are doing a great job out there
1: thank, thank you.
0: you and remember guys to please rate review and subscribe to the pod and find us on instagram at, at on thursdays we thrive email us at thursdays at goodingwellness.com and keep thriving Thank you guys for listening to another episode of On Thursdays We Thrive. We love learning and growing with you each Thursday.
1: If you enjoy listening to us, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us on Instagram, you can follow at On Thursdays We Thrive. On Thursdays We
0: Thrive is a partnership between Liana Ross, Sam Triani, and Gooding Wellness, LCSWPC. If you are in New York and would like to speak with a therapist
1: directly or to one of us, head on down to teletherapy.com or goodingwellness.com. Keep thriving.